Good afternoon, my name is Allison Dunn and I am your executive business coach. I am here today with Chris Russell. He is the CEO, founder, and uh, managing director of RecTech Media. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, um, about you and um, kind of where your career has taken you to at this point. Yeah, sure. So I think I have a pretty unique career uh, path under my belt. Um, I've been in the, uh, what I call the online recruiting space for about uh, 20 years now. In fact, this is my 20th year in the industry. And I started out um, uh, running my own job board company, which I started back in 1999 back during the uh, dot-com boom days of, uh, of yesterday. And um, I ran a, uh, all county jobs, it was a small network of uh, local county sites for the Northeast. So where I live here in Fairfield County, Connecticut is where I started it. Uh, so I launched fairfieldcountyjobs.com after having done some work in the web design area. And uh, I started that, um, coded up in the summer one night and after work and launched it, had some friends in HR, they signed on right away and kind of uh, made the rest of history. So I built that into a 20 site network um, over the years, focusing on different counties in the area. And uh, after about 13 years, I sold it to uh, one of my clients, an HR, HR company who ended up buying it. And Congratulations. From there, thank you. Uh, from there, you know, I learned a lot along the way about just uh, marketing jobs online and uh, attracting talent online and things like that. You know, running a job board, you really pick up a lot of tips and tactics around how to how to do these things. Started doing some writing around recruiting and, and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, after I sold the company, I dabbled in a few more career startups. Uh, ended up being a recruiter as well for a couple of companies here in Connecticut. And um, and the last four years have been spent to doing uh, a lot of writing, podcasting, blogging, and consulting uh, for employers around their uh, digital recruiting strategies overall. So that's kind of where I am today. Wow, that's fantastic. I'm, um, I'm a fellow New Hampshire gal um, who moved to Boise in 2013. So how's the, uh, how's the East Coast weather today, this fine day in July? I'm going to New Hampshire uh, in, a couple, in a couple weeks, actually, so for vacation. So we'll help to uh, Lake Squam. Oh, very nice. Excellent. Cool. So nice to, nice to uh, have that connection as well. Um, thank you for sharing sort of kind of your your trajectory your path um what have you found to be the most interesting developments um in your field over the last five years how has it changed yeah it's definitely um you know recruiting today is a very um uh, technically driven uh role and you really have to know technology well to to do your job well i think um, if i had to pick out a few kind of trends i guess um number one is sourcing has really grown in the last you know, three to five years, there's so many uh, sourcing tools now you can use to go out and find talent that you just never had before, all kinds of people, databases and, and things like that. Uh, you've got play, people like Google and Facebook coming into the market. Uh, you know, Google has basically an ATS now. They have a job board uh, and some other different um, uh, cloud solutions that employers can take advantage of. Facebook has a job board now, so you're seeing kind of uh, the, even the big guys, traditionally tech companies, um, really get interested into the, uh, you know, uh, talent attraction business overall. Uh, and I think uh, the, net, the kind of the most recent thing is really the recruiting automation taking place through things like recruiting chatbots and and that type of uh, technology to help um, assist and augment the job of a recruiter overall. That is some significant change of 
placing ads in the classifieds for someone, certainly, yep. right? Um, totally. One of the things that um, you've kind of, I believe, coined is the employer value proposition. Can you tell me what, what does that mean? Yeah, I didn't coin it. It's basically, um, it's a way for companies to, uh, you know, create a me create messaging around who they are and what they have to offer potential employees. Um, it's something that uh, I think every employer needs. You need a reason why you should come work there. And that message should be then promoted out to uh, potential candidates overall. But essentially, you know, if you break it down, boil it down, I've done a few of these projects uh, over the last couple of years. It's essentially coming up with a sort of a tagline and then a set of supporting statements around um, why it's good to work there overall. So, uh, for instance, uh, the last one I did uh, was for the state of Connecticut, for instance. So I did a whole survey project with their employee base, uh, researched what people are saying on Indeed and Glassdoor, the reviews. And we came up with a set of, uh, with a tagline and a set of supporting statements that kind of focus on what their core benefits are. And we use that, that messaging to go out there and promote to candidates on their career site, on their social recruiting channels and things like that. Uh, the EVP tagline ended up being make an impact with the CT uh, at the end of impact capitalized. Um, and that's kind of why, what we use to uh, promote the, the overall opportunities that the state offers potential candidates. It's a place to come serve your state, make an impact to your fellow citizens, things like that around, um, you know, the, the, why, the why to come work there overall. So that's kind of a, in a nutshell what it is basically. So let's say a company has never created one. Um, what would be your kind of, how many people should be involved in creating one? Is it only led by HR? Like what would be your quick tips on for my next job ad? I don't have an, let's say I don't have one. What do I do? Yeah. You know, I, I work for, uh, one of the companies I work for as a recruiter was a small uh, e-commerce software company. We had about 10 people. I was the first recruiter they ever hired. And one of the first things I did to kind of find out this stuff um, was basically I just did a, an email blast to the, uh, the people who work there. And I said simply, uh, why do you like to work here? Reply back with one or two things that you think are great about working at this organization. And I then used that, that content that they gave me into, you know, I built a, um, a little uh, PowerPoint uh, deck on uh, top 10 reasons to come work here. Right. And I, I use their voice. I use their uh, actual words that they told me um, about why they like coming to work every day. And I use I use their voice. I made it was very authentic, you know, transparent. Um, I didn't have to basically write it on my own. I used the employee base. I leveraged the employees that were there. Uh, let them speak and, and tell me why. And that's basically an easy way of doing something like that overall. Um, any EVP project, whether it's you know, you're doing it yourself or hiring a firm uh, to do it is going to do a survey anyway. Um, and uh, at the time, I didn't realize I was doing an EVP project. I was just trying to figure out, okay, what well, I need, I need, I need weapons here to go out there and and uh, you know, for the war for talent here, and uh, help attract people to the company. And I need reasons why, and they they help give me those. That's fantastic. Um, I love that. Um, I love that answer because I think it's uh, very authentic. And um, often we don't know why people want to work for us, so why not ask the people who do work for us? Yeah. Um, it gives us a lot of clarity. Yeah, and you'd be um, surprised too at what you know the answers you get. You know, the stuff you just you, you wouldn't think of individually. Um, that wisdom of the crowd is really good for uncovering this, these things. 
For sure. Um, have you, um, so just to make sure that I understand, so you go and you create this, you've asked people, I love the fact that you're talking about, um, you know, putting it in a video format, like you hear how people are saying it, as opposed to just words. So how do you then incorporate that into your posting? How have you done that? Creatively. Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, I would say that, you know, there's a few tactics you can use to do this. Obviously, you want to put this messaging on your career site overall. Um, you know, a lot of companies now will have their tagline, the MVP tagline, kind of front and center. As soon as you go to their careers page, uh, that's the, uh, you know, the message that you see overall. And then below there, you can kind of support the different aspects of why coming to work there. But uh, from a tactical standpoint, too, you know, create a hashtag, right, uh, around that overall. Um, you see a lot of companies have career, a lot of big companies have their own career related hashtags they use to go out there. And when they're posting on social media, uh, they hashtag uh, their posts around that. It could be something like, you know, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, you know, we are company name hashtag is the hashtag, right? I've seen, I've seen that a few times or life at company name is the hashtag. Um, obviously make an impact is the hashtag we use for the state of Connecticut overall. Uh, so those are some little uh, tips and tricks you can use in, the, in there. Uh, and then using, um, you know, when you're creating visual posts on social media, um, you have to be very visual these days um, on your social media channels anyway. I like to basically, you know, use the tagline as a, almost like a, an icon, a little a logo, if you will, um, to help with that as well. You want to constantly reinforce that messaging in everything you do. Um, across social media, your career site, your job, the job boards you post on. So on your, on your job postings as well, you know, make sure you talk about the EVP in the job posting, whether it's, you know, in the about company section or maybe uh, in, a, in a line at the top, um, kind of you know, help get people excited about uh, why they should come work there. But um, use that messaging wherever and whenever you are promoting your jobs. Fantastic. I think um, with such a low employment rate currently, um, at least in our job market, and I'm sure Connecticut is no different, um, uh, trying to figure out exactly how you strategically roll out, roll out a strong campaign to capture all of the opportunities in social media, as well as what platforms to post. So could you give us um, your expert invite, uh, advice on um, where to post, how often to post? I get the tie back using hashtags and being consistent with your EVP. What is working well? Like, what is the like minimum um, people should be doing to get exposure? You know, it was just um, I just did actually a proposal for a company. I'll, I'll use it as an example, maybe since it's kind of top of mind. So this company is a uh, it's a blue collar company. They do uh, they're in warehouses and transportation and logistics, and it's a very you know they're looking for a very blue collar workforce overall. So for instance, for them, you know, I'm recommending that, uh, you know, LinkedIn should not be a big part of uh, what they're actually doing from a promotional standpoint. They should be on places like Facebook and Instagram, uh, which is really where those target audience lives overall. So, um, you know, on, on Facebook, you should be posting at least three times a week around uh, your company, you know, your, your Facebook business page. If you don't have a, a Facebook business page, get one or, you can even create a Facebook careers page just for your career team and your HR department if you just want to keep it separate from the main one. Um, Instagram is another big one, especially with millennials. That's definitely a great place to go brand yourself overall. Um, you want to leverage those particular channels as much as possible. It's really, you know, it's really an omni-channel approach these days when it comes to attracting talent online. So you got your career site, you got your job board, you've got social media. 
uh, email as well. If you're not emailing potential candidates um, in your database, you're missing out on a chance to kind of nurture them a bit and talk to them on a regular basis. So you're seeing a lot of companies now will have their you know, talent communities. Um, and uh, at the very least, you should be messaging them, you know, at least once a month, telling them what's new with your organization, you know, getting them excited, uh, welcoming new, new employees on there. And just really um, becoming a newsroom, career newsroom for yourself overall. I think a lot of employers struggle with content, so to speak, when it comes to attracting candidates. And you really have to take a kind of a proactive mindset um, and create content that resonates with potential audiences, potential people who want to work there. So that means, you know, showing off your, uh, your workers in action. Um, you know, uh, uh, I love a, one of my a good onboarding trick is, uh, or tactic is to, you know, welcome all your new, new employees via social media, take a picture of them, welcome them, maybe do a little Q and a, uh, blog post with them. And that's a great piece of content. It's easy to get, uh, that not only, um, you know, gives them some, uh, puts them in the spotlight a bit and kind of welcomes them. It creates a really great feel for the onboarding process overall. And it's a piece of content you can use to, uh, to populate your social media channels. And it's something that they can use to share with their, um, you know, friends and colleagues and, you know, people who possibly are also rec recruitable candidates. So, yeah, that, yeah, that reminds me too, you know, get your employees involved as well on social media. Uh, create some, get ambassadors to come on and uh, reshare your content, you know. And that's one of the ways you can actually get more um, engagement uh, with your social media posts is to be able to get, you know, get people to like, comment, reshare everything you post online. Um, that's only going to help the algorithms on, the, on all these platforms, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, whatever. Um, the more engagement you have on that particular post, the more people are going to see it. And so it's imperative to really um, get your team involved and ask them, uh, help them, you know, help ask them to participate in what you share online because it's only going to help them help you overall. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate the fact that you pointed out, you know, obviously targeting the right type of social media channel to the right market that you're trying to fill the position for. Um, is it okay if I ask you if there's a rule of thumb of which, um, what's you've seen as the best ROI for a professional uh, white collar job and then um, maybe even just, you know, a blue, a blue collar job, like what's the right platform to pay to post the job? Um, I think you just kind of covered social media. Okay. I'll go over it again. I mean, Facebook is definitely uh, on the blue collar side of things overall, yeah. uh, whereas LinkedIn is more white, definitely more white collar. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a discussion today I saw on Facebook about uh, Twitter. I went to a couple uh, recruiting groups and uh, somebody was asking about, is Twitter so relevant? Um, it's, it's, it's not the greatest thing for, for, uh, for companies overall. I mean, I would just basically automate Twitter if I could. Um, but uh, definitely white collar LinkedIn stuff, getting people to comment on your post. So having that company page is, is really valuable. Uh, you can post, you know, for every piece of content you post on social media, uh, Allison. Um, so it's like for every five posts you have, you know, one should be a job essentially. The rest should be more uh, stuff about um, why you want to come work there, you know, highlighting a new employee, a piece of news, anything else besides a job. Um, because there's too, too many jobs already on social media. So you definitely want to highlight uh, the benefits of working for your company in these posts and really give job seekers an inside look at what it's like to work there. That's why, I, that's why they want to, uh, that's why they're reading this stuff. I've heard Instagram de described as the uh, glass door for millennials, or the visual glass door for millennials overall. 
it's a uh, it's a visual look at your organization so show it off right um, show people at in training show them at work um, show events at your company overall and make it a very visual uh, strategy in your part overall um, one of my ex, one of my former employers uh, does little quizzes every now and then on their Instagram stories for instance about uh, the cruise line so they, they quiz people at the ships you know where they're going things like that um, that's a great little tactic right using those uh, leveraging those platforms um, and just kind of you know making educating yourselves on on the platforms themselves are constantly changing changing focus um, you know the algorithms are constantly changing and so it's really uh, imperative that uh, today's recruiting team or recruiting marketing team um, stay on top of these different trends and tactics because uh, the landscape is constantly shifting and it's kind of hard to keep up sometimes. Do you have a favorite platform? Yeah, so follow me. I definitely uh, push out a lot of that stuff on my, uh, across my uh, podcast called RecTech. Uh, I do a webinar series around this as well, rectechlive.com uh, around that. But um, yeah, just Google, there are some, I'll give you a great example of some Facebook groups to go to that you can join. Um, Recruiters Online, Sorcerers Through Code, uh, Recruiting Marketing Tactics, uh, Facebook Corporate Employers Group. If you go on Facebook today and just do a search for recruiting or recruiters and you click over to the groups tab, you'll see a whole list of these. I belong to probably 20 of them. Um, and they're a really good uh, water cooler for recruiters to go and learn overall. You're seeing Excellent. a lot of uh, interactions on there with, hey, I'm about to install this applicant tracking system. What do you know about it? Or how do you do this? How do you do that? It's a really great uh, learning tool overall. So it's, that'd be my number one tip for, for, uh, for recruiters out there. Go and join these Facebook groups and, uh, and start learning overall, connecting with your other, other colleagues. Fantastic. So you just mentioned you, uh, you run a rec tech podcast. Um, how long have you been doing that? I've been podcasting for over 10 years, probably. Um, the rec tech podcast, something I started when I ventured back out on my own after the uh, recruiting gigs ended. Uh, so it's been about three years now, and I talk to uh, both practitioners and vendors in the space on how they use technology to hire talent overall. I also go to some, uh, I go to a lot of conferences as well in the space, so I do some uh, on the uh, scene reporting interviews as well uh, to uh, help uh, recruiters out there learn. And to me, as to be a recruiter today, you have to learn. You have to keep on top of this stuff. Um, so podcasts are another great way to do that. Um, we actually have, a, actually have a site called hrpodcasters.com, which aggregates 30 plus different recruiting podcasts and HR podcasts out there. So that's a good resource as well to tap into. Uh, but go just, you know, subscribe to a few of these shows. They're all free and it's all free learning out there. So it's, it's there for the taking if you want it. Fantastic. So from, um, from all of the interviews you've done over the last 10 years, um, what's the most interesting thing you've learned from one of your guests? So uh, I'll give a shout out to my friend, Tim Sackett, uh, who you may know or may not. Um, he was, uh, he's a, he runs a staffing firm out in uh, Michigan and uh, we were doing an interview uh, one day and uh, I asked him, you know, uh, you know we were talking about uh, finding uh, new recruiters to come on, you know, work for him, things like that. And he goes, uh, he goes, no, you know what, Chris, one of my, one of my best um, sourcing stories I ever had was I knew this priest and um, he was a pastor at some church, and, um, and he was looking to basically do something different. He didn't want to be a pastor any longer um, because it wasn't really paying the bills for him and his family. 
And so he hired a priest to come and be a recruiter for him. And so I called it the, uh, the pastor to a recruiting pipeline. And uh, it just struck me as a, of a kind of a, a interesting, funny story in terms of, um, you know, where to go find recruiters these days. He was looking for somebody who, who, who knew how to talk and connect with people. And a, pa a pastor certainly does that, right? You've got, they've got the skills to do that. And uh, I thought that was a great story overall um, and very uh, ingenious of him to go out and, you know, hire this pastor, right? I mean, if you put a job on today for a recruiter and, and then a pastor applied to it, chances are nine out of 10 companies are not going to hire that person. But Tim did, and I give him a lot of credit for that. Um, <laughs> for doing but they have all the right skills, right? Yeah, exactly. That rapport. So makes exactly. perfect sense to me. Oh, I love that. That's, that's, a, great, uh, that's a great tip. <laughs> Um, so I've got a, a couple more questions. So what, um, what are the top mistakes that you see um, companies or recruiters do when writing their job descriptions or their um, advertisement posts? Uh, great question. And definitely a pet peeve in the industry. You're seeing a lot of uh, people talk about this lately, at least I am online. Um, the thing that you have to think about, remember about job descriptions is that a job description is not a substitute for a job ad overall oh, yeah. job posting wholeheartedly yeah if you are posting stuff online do not cut and paste from your applicant tracking system because the chances are that posting that description is just a bunch of bullet points that does not talk to the candidate does not sell the job it does not excite the candidate about uh, trying to get them to apply and that's what the goal of a job posting is yeah. is to sell that opportunity to convince them to click the apply button immediately and get them to convert. And if you start to change, think about that mindset a bit, then you can go back to your uh, job descriptions and turn them into job ads or job postings that speak to the candidate. So, you know, removing a lot of the, uh, the corporate speak, all the, uh, the jargon, all the acronyms that mean nothing to the, the average job seeker have to go. You have to really now focus on a diverse candidate pool as well and get rid of those, those words like rock star and, and things like that to speak maybe only to a male audience um, in order to attract more women as well. I totally so, think I'm a rock star, so that would apply to me too. <laughs> there's not like Textio out there and um, uh, Tap Recruit as well, where they, where they will kind of analyze your job description and, and tell you to strip out these words to make it more diverse sounding and things like that are coming out. So it's really important. That's the biggest mistake I see today is just that cut and paste mentality and not really taking just a little fresh look at the, at the text on that, on that listing because the words go a long way. Words matter. Um, in fact, when I uh, was looking for my first recruiting job and I applied to this job, uh, I read it and they, they actually had a copywriter read. I found out later they had a copywriter write this thing and it really spoke to me as far as who I was and what I wanted to do. And that's the reason why I apply for the job because I really loved how they described the ad, the job itself uh, in the posting. And they took the time to actually do that uh, overall. And that's a, that's a great thing to do, I think, overall. So hire a copywriter, hire somebody there at your company who's great at writing and have them take a fresh look at uh, their job postings. Um, in coaching uh, my clients, often I'm brought on board because I'm helping them bring on either sometimes their first or their most important next position um, as part of a growth pattern. And they can be great at copying and pasting like a job description that's really boring from online, but their ability typically to write an ad that's fresh and really speaks the language is so difficult for them that having an outside person do it does just, it, it uh, brings life to a job. 
that someone would want to have as opposed to just yep. bore them to death. So I think that's a great tip and too many people are just posting the job description. So I, I like your advice on that. Yeah, most, um, most recruiters or HR people are not trained in writing, so it's not their fault, but you should right. be able to recognize the fact that you need help with this stuff. Go out, find a good writer. Um, there's plenty of places to go do that um, and uh, definitely change it up. Fantastic. Um, I just wanted to quickly touch base on um, what is your favorite applicant um, software and why? I'll give shout outs to um, uh, my friends at Greenhouse and my friends at uh, Smart Recruiters. Um, okay. I'll pick Greenhouse because um, they do something which to me is uh, goes really towards uh, converting more applicants online and they basically, they don't require you to create an account in order to apply. A lot of the older applicant tracking systems out there force you to, when you click the apply button, you immediately are presented with a page that says, create your account. And that's where uh, job seekers basically stop applying at that point. It's a barrier uh, yeah. to entry, right? Uh, but yep. Greenhouse basically has, um, yeah, right below the, the listing itself are all the fields you need to do to apply. Boom, it's quick. There's no need to create an account. And it definitely increases the conversions um, over time as you use it. And uh, I'm a former user of Smart Recruiters as well at one of my old jobs. Um, they do a great job at the user, user experience as well. They've got an app uh, that you can use as a recruiter to help make your job easier and more efficient overall. I don't think a lot of ATSs have an app. And uh, so I'll give them credit for that as well and uh, point that out. Awesome. Thank you. Good recommendations. So you have a crystal ball, right? Sure. Can you, um, can you um, envision how recruiting is, might change in the next five years? What would your crystal ball tell, tell us? I think we're, it's evolving into um, a much more automated process overall. So you're seeing these things like chatbots come on now, especially if you're a high volume uh, employer and you hire a lot of people, thousands each year. Um, these chatbots are now kind of, becoming little virtual recruiters, if you will. They are screening the candidates. In some cases, they're actually um, scheduling the interview for the candidates as well. They're screening them out, so then they're rejecting them at that point. Uh, you've got things like video interviewing happening now, asynchronous, where you can basically answer a question, submit it back up to the cloud, uh, and uh, then wait for the employer to respond back. So uh, the automization of, uh, autom automization of recruiting is happening and it's only going to get uh, stronger as the years come, uh, come faster here. Um, Chatbots are getting a lot of uh, funding in, in, in uh, HR tech cap, venture capital, and so it's a big piece of what's happening overall. So the job of like the recruiter assistant is definitely kind of being uh, uh, taken over by, um, by, these, uh, by these chatbots overall. So that's a, a big thing of what's happening and that I see. Um, and I, part of it, you know, it's definitely part of it's good, a good thing too, right? It, um, you know, there's uh, some pretty good evidence now that these uh, automated text reminders, things like that are really helping to prevent ghosting from employers and getting people to show up at actual interviews instead of being, you know, abandoning them, uh, just not, not coming and not showing up, which has been a big problem. So um, I think overall, it's a pretty good thing. You just have to kind of make sure we balance it between uh, enough human activity and, and the right amount of technology to make sure that overall experience is good for both candidate and employer. For sure. Um, from the automation standpoint and kind of the tracking software, um, one um, awesome tool that 
the one at least I have the most experience using offers is um, that as soon as a applicant applies, that it auto calls them and basically thanks them and then asks yep. them to leave a voice recording and you could ask them anything at all. Um, the, oh, abil wow. the ability to see that as part of the applicant process especially in a role that might make sense that someone might be customer facing or have to think logically or be able to effectively communicate or you know whatever it may be you can tell a lot about a candidate and how they leave a voicemail message oh totally i love that the idea of calling them as soon as they apply and yep. thanking them that's pretty cool yep and it does people um people notice it and they either you know immediately hang up and go oh don't want that or so it's one of the hoops and i call them hoops i kind of look for things to deselect a candidate on if it makes sense and that's one of them but i love that i love that feature it's made recruiting so much easier yeah. awesome all right so chris what do you see are the most common problems with career sites I think um, a lot of companies will bury the jobs on their career site. It's kind of hard to find where to go to actually see the actual job opportunities. So I always want to see the word the jobs uh, foremost front and center, or at least um, have the uh, latest jobs on the homepage right there on your career site. So they know where to go to find those. And just uh, overall, just a lack of content. Uh, they talk about, uh, you know, the, uh, the hiring process or the benefits or things like that. Lack of depth, I think, is a, is a big problem out there. You also mentioned ghosting. So how common of a problem is this, and what can employers do ab about ghosting employees or ghosting by yeah. employees? It's pretty big for, for many companies out there, particularly on the low end of scale in terms of the lower entry-level jobs. Um, people are just not showing up for interviews or you know, they'll, get a, they'll get the job and not show up to go to the job because they found something better in the meantime. Um, so it's, it is a real problem out there. The Wall Street Journal did a story on it uh, last year uh, they got a lot of play and uh, talk in recruiting circles. Um, and the kind of the cure to that is really is constantly reminding that person, hey, you have an interview or your start date is here. And so if you have an interview on like a Monday, you should remind them on Friday and also Sunday nights to make sure they show up. It'll really increase the amount of show rates overall. Um, but yeah, it is a problem out there for many companies and uh, it's something that technology can certainly help with. I um, I think a certain amount of ghosting has happened in the recruiting you know platform that I help clients with, and I just plan for work should someone not show up. But I am a coach. You either own being there or you don't, and I don't like to babysit anyone, so I have backup work just in case, which is a which is a strategy I think. Um, but it is it is a problem. Um, how important is Glassdoor for recruiting? Interesting. So I. It's funny you mentioned, that. I just had a call today with a uh, client and um, he goes, yeah, we, do, we paid the uh, Glassdoor ransom to, uh, to push our, our bad list things down. Um, we called it a ransom. Um, yes, it, it is. <laughs> um, it, if you have a bad rating on there, it's not going to help, that's for sure. So I think it's important for every company, if they have bad ratings, to proactively take a more uh, a proactive approach with Glassdoor overall. You want to, you know, get your employees involved. You want to, you know, when you get a, a person on board after the first 30 days, ask them to go, you know, rate their, uh, you know, first, uh, first month on the job. Uh, chances are it's going to be a, a, good, uh, a good review overall. But you've got to really take a, get in there and manage that thing uh, on a regular basis if you want to improve your scores overall. Um, but it is important. Um, you know, there are stories out there where companies, I'm hearing, you know, uh, just anecdotally, hey, you know, we need to improve our Glassdoor rating because, you know, we're getting killed on interviews and things like that because 
candidates are mentioning it and they're, uh, they're, they're telling the companies, Hey, I looked at your glass door and it's not really good. So why should I come work here? You know? Um, so it's definitely it's important today to do that, to manage their reputation uh, overall. And that's why pushing out content that kind of counteracts that message on social media and your other channels is so important. Um, so in, in wrapping up, I just want to make sure, I don't know if we've really highlighted what does Rec Tech Media do um, with companies? What are your, what do you, how do you help your clients? So I'll talk about the free stuff first, because that's really where um, I love to talk about these things is uh, I see our job, my job as basically helping to educate recruiters out there, HR people, uh, the latest tips, tricks, and tactics about finding talent online. And so by uh, pushing out content for them, whether it's through our podcast, um, whether it's through our webinar series at rectechlive.com, uh, we also have a uh, aggregator called Recruiting Headlines, which basically aggregates uh, a bunch of different news blogs for the industry and some vendors as well. Uh, and then pushes out the daily email to you for the uh, latest headlines out there. It's a great free tool to take advantage of. I do, uh, you know, get on my newsletter list. I push out lots of content on uh, making, you, making you better recruiters out there overall. So definitely take advantage of that stuff. So I spend kind of, you know, probably a third of my week uh, working on that stuff. And then the other rest of the time, I basically do consulting for both employers and vendors. Um, I do, uh, I just finished a career site audit for a company where I broke down their career site and told them what was wrong with it, how I should fix it overall. I'm doing uh, some uh, digital recruiting uh, campaigns for a company in the mental health field uh, to fill some of their therapist positions. So we're starting some uh, Google and Facebook advertising campaigns for them. And of course I do EVP consultations and uh, all that kind of good stuff. So that's kind of a, in a nutshell, uh, what you can find me doing on a regular basis. Fantastic. Well, I know, I know that recruiting is one of the biggest challenges that um, probably our country faces at this point in time. So thank you for being an expert in that particular um, segment. Um, I just want to make sure that our listeners have an opportunity to understand um, how they can reach you. So what would be your preferred, like where would you direct them to to learn more about you and your company? Yeah, thanks, Allison. Uh, RightTechMedia.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, even Facebook. Um, just feel free to reach out. And my email is uh, chris at rectechmedia.com. Fantastic. Chris, thank you so much for the opportunity to connect with you today and kind of get the lowdown on your area of specialty. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Oh, thank you, Allison. It's a pleasure being here, and thanks for the opportunity. Awesome. Thank you.